This morning to today's live cast we've got a show for you today i just want to thank you for listening and invite you over to our website deadamerica.website there you'll find all of our content that we offer we've got a few things this morning to address let's start off with an upcoming event we should be on the Andy Hoosier show Tuesday evening, 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. So I want to invite you over to listen to the voice of reason, Andy Hoosier. Excellent cast, excellent person to listen to, always great insight. Get over to Hoosier Reason. Dot com, or just go over to our website, deadamerica.website. You'll find a link. Just click on the Voice of Reason right there on our home page, and it'll take you over to Andy's website. Make sure you come over and join us tomorrow because with Andy's knowledge and what's going on in the world today, who knows what's going to pop up right there on the voice of reason excellent show get over there check it out let's get into today's cast over from the department of defense there's a couple things out january 12th the department of defense announced today the death of two soldiers who were supporting operation freedoms sentinel both so both of the soldiers were killed in action yesterday when their vehicle was struck by an improvised explosive device an IED in the Kandahar province of Afghanistan the soldiers were conducting operations as part of NATO's resolute support mission the incident is under investigation the deceased are Staff Sergeant 
Ian P. McLaughlin, 29, of Newport News, Virginia, and Private First Class Miguel A. Villalon, 21, of Juliet, Illinois. Both of the soldiers were assigned to the 307th Brigade Engineer Battalion, 3rd Brigade Combat Team, 82nd Airborne Division, Fort Bragg, North Carolina. For more information regarding Staff Sergeant Ian Paul McLaughlin and Private First Class Miguel Angel Villalon, media may contact Lieutenant Colonel Mike Burns, 82nd Airborne Division Public Affairs Officer at 910-432-6189 or you can reach them at michael.j.burns34.mil at mail.mil. Also, out of the Department of Defense, there's a general officer announcement today. Secretary of Defense Mark T. Esper announced today that the President has made the following nomination. Air Force Lieutenant General Thomas A. Boucher for appointment to the rank of Lieutenant General and assignment as Duty Commander U.S. Strategic Command. Boucher is currently serving as Commander Alaska Command, U.S. Northern Command. Commander 11th Air Force, Pacific Air Force, and Commander Alaska Northern Air Aerospace Defense Region. Joyce Base, Elmendorf, Richardson, Alaska. All right. Before we get into the other news today, I had to go into Klamath Falls yesterday to do a little shopping. I try to stay out of town as much as possible. It's a hundred mile plus round trip journey for me to go to town. So I got to make it, I got to make it right when I go to town. It's got to be worth going or else it's a waste of time. So when I go to town, I make sure I get extra, or if I see something that might be of use later, and I really think we might need it, or one of my neighbors or friends, I pick it up, and I bring it home with me. But that's because I plan. I try to prepare for the worst. Even though I don't have a lot, I try to prepare and make sure myself, my family, and the people around me will fare out pretty well if things happen around here. Well, we were sitting in the parking lot. I was waiting for my lovely wife to come out. And she comes out and this gentleman approaches because she comes up to my door and starts talking to me. And I take note pretty quick when somebody walks up like that. But there's this gentleman. He's between 25, 29 years old. That's my guess. Estimate range. Really healthy young man. And he walks up to our car. And 
let me tell you, I drive a 92 Subaru Legacy, and it looks like heck. But Subaru, I'm impressed. That little piece of equipment is the backbone of my family. And it gets me there and back. It may not look the best, but I'm proud that I own it 100%. And it's mine, title-free, and I own it. I don't have to make payments. And that matters to me, especially since I don't get a lot of money. So it's up to each individual to budget and allocate their funds accordingly. So I try to the best of my ability to make sure things are taken care of. It's a serious thing in life. And I do not try to expect anything from anybody. That's not a good way to live your life. You should be responsible for yourself. You should be as self-sufficient as possible and have a good support system such as family and friends and a good community that surrounds you if you do not make the change make the change it's up to you as an individual start the process it might take years but if you do not live by example nobody will see how you see things should be So start today, people. Let's get into this, what happened to this uh, conversation at the car. I'm sitting in the car. You know, I'm waiting for my wife to finish. And this young man walks up kind of behind her. So I'm instantly on guard. But a healthy young man walks up and he says, pardon me. I said, yeah, how can we help you? And he says, well, I'm trying to sell my food stamps. I have this EBT card and I have 200 and whatever he said dollars on it. And I need to sell them. I instantly told him, I'm sorry, we can't help you. Now, I understand there's a need for some sort of assistance. and." A lot of people are hurting right now. But when you have young, able-bodied males out selling their food stamps or possibly their girlfriends or their family's food stamps, this is not right. I was raised in that environment and it just makes me cringe when I see it. And it took all that I had not to say something about it. It wasn't the right place, wasn't the right time, and I just felt I should shut up. And I did. Maybe I shouldn't have, really, because generally I'm not that way. However, I let him walk off, and he walked over to the next person person to person in the parking lot. This is getting to be a problem. So, now with that being said, there is music videos on YouTube 
All you do is type in food stamp wrap. And this is what you come up with right here. Let's listen to this. a great big party with food stamps and why not it's on the taxpayer dime that's the american way it seems like anymore we are going to do a specific show on the abuse of welfare especially food stamps you know we've got to get a control mechanism going i understand there's a need and of course Everybody should have charity in their hearts and on their minds. 
all year long, not just during the holiday seasons, but charity does not come from the state people. Charity should come from the church and individuals. And that's our mistake. Let's not put the burden on the state. We have to be more self-independent people and willing to step up and take care of business. We should not be doing the food stamp rap and be joyous about getting a food stamp card. People, what is going on in America today? Nonsense. Put it away. Let's grow up. Start talking. It's going to take a lot of people coming together and understanding the underlying problems that created this systematic problem. We have to get to the bottom of it and put a stop to it. We are a great nation. We have great men and women in it. A lot sacrificed in many different ways. Some with blood, life. All right? We owe these people a debt. A debt of gratitude. And yet, we would rather give individuals like the gentleman that walked up to my car yesterday food stamps instead of making sure veterans have housing. Disabled people have housing. Our priorities might be a little off, people, and that's the problem today that we are dealing with. There's a lot of people taking advantage. I like a saying that I always tell people, don't take advantage, give advantage. Lift your fellow man up. Supply hope. Supply that knowledge to people. See, if we educate people how to do things proper, how to take care of themselves, we as a nation will prosper from that. All right, there's a few other things here this morning. Let's Get off of that food stamp stuff because that can irritate me and I don't like to be irritated. I do apologize, but that young man, about 25 to 29 years old, able body walking up to me and, you know, here I am. I'm disabled people. I go through chronic pain a lot and I hate sitting on my tail doing nothing. It just makes me mad, angry, when that piece of my manhood was taken from me. It took me years to get over that anger and identify, hey, it's up to you to pick yourself up and do something about it. That's why I started podcasting, people. I started getting on the microphone, teaching myself how to communicate more effectively with people out there. I picked up books. I started reading. And believe me, I hated to read. And I still, you know, cringe about it. But I work daily on it. I try to improve myself and make sure I try to improve not only myself, but my family 
and my community around me. Take responsibility. Step up to the plate. Be something more than a need or a want. Think about somebody beside yourself today. All right. So, on to Pelosi. Let's talk about Miss Nancy. She is the slammer of the slams. So, Pelosi is slamming the effort to dismiss the Senate impeachment trial. Let's listen in to CBS this morning talking about this uh, Pelosi thing. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi is slamming a new effort to dismiss impeachment charges against President Trump and Republican plans to hold a Senate trial without witnesses. Dismissing is a cover-up. If they want to go that route again, the senators who are thinking now about voting for witnesses or not, they will have to be accountable. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell supports dismissal, which the president is demanding. Nancy Cordes is on Capitol Hill for us. Nancy, good morning. So when will this trial, if that's still the word for it, happen? Well, it could happen later this week, more likely sometime next week, because Speaker Pelosi still needs to transmit the articles of impeachment from the House to the Senate for the trial after a nearly month-long delay. She's going to be meeting with her House Democratic Caucus tomorrow to discuss when she is going to name the House impeachment managers. They're the ones who would hand-deliver the articles to the Senate and essentially prosecute the case there. Yesterday, Pelosi defended her decision to hold up the article, saying that the delay did draw attention to the importance of hearing from key witnesses in the trial, like former National Security Advisor John Bolton. Democrats say Bolton and other witnesses have firsthand knowledge of the administration's dealings with Ukraine and the pressure that was placed on that nation. But Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell is making no promises. He says that he is going to be following a precedent set by the 1999 Clinton impeachment trial, where where senators began hearing evidence from the impeachment managers and the president's lawyers before they made any decisions about whether to hear from more witnesses. Over this weekend, however, one Republican senator, Susan Collins of Maine, told a local newspaper that she's actually going to be working with a small group of her fellow Republicans to ensure that witnesses do testify in this upcoming trial, Gail. All right, Nancy, thank you very much. And there you have it. You know, I think Nancy Pelosi might be on too much bathwater or maybe something a little stronger. Who knows? But. There is a process. It's laid out very clearly. And now you want to add or take away from the process. It's not a very wise thing to do. And I think through this impeachment process, the true colors came out on the Democrats. And you're starting to see ripples. And you better watch what's coming down. You can see Nancy Pelosi already defending herself and others kind of stepping back away from her. It's interesting. Let's keep watching what crazy Pelosi is going to do out there. She might want to stop sipping on the bathtub water while she's laying in the bathtub, people. I don't know. That's my own personal opinion and everybody has one. Let's carry on from that crazy stuff and 
Let's talk a little bit about Netanyahu. Benjamin Netanyahu pledges to devastate any attackers that come against the Israeli people over there. So this is something that we have to keep an eye on. You can go over, check out some things with Benjamin Netanyahu and the Knesset. They're really starting to think about this Iran thing. And, of course, Iran, they've always been that sore spot, that pain that you just don't know. Anyway, there's also the Turkey and, uh, excuse me, people, I lost my train there for a moment. (laughs) It, It happens once in a while. But anyway, Putin and Erdogan over there in Turkey and Russia, they agreed to a ceasefire. It's very interesting. This Syrian conflict has been going on for quite some time. And believe me, ceasefire or not, I don't think this is over yet. We're going to be watching that a little bit closer too. So let's move on to the next thing here. Uh, This one, I am so pleased. President Trump gets so much slack for what he does. And for years I have sat here and I have watched these passive presidents just pander to these foreign entities that really need some stern resolve when you deal with Russia, when you deal with, well, North Korea, kind of. They've been a sore spot. But believe me, there's still a concern. Also, you've got China. In my personal opinion, China is one of the, if not the most biggest concern on our dinner plate today as America. We have this 9-11 line issue over there that has been going on for numerous years in the South China Sea. And you see the buildup in the South China Sea from China and they are building artificial islands and they are fortifying them. Now, if we all know that all of the shipping comes through there, that is a major shipping way for a lot of goods. So we've got to really pay attention to this China problem. And I really want to commend President Trump for standing up and saying, enough, enough, enough. It's time to bring manufacturing back here to America. Enough is enough. So what we have to do is put our efforts behind this man, put our petty differences away. This man is standing up for America, and he's doing it like a lot of people 
have not seen for a very long time. And it scares some people. Don't be scared, people. Don't be scared. Did you see uh, how Iran retaliated? They lobbed those 15 and then that was enough? Well, I don't know. We've got to keep watching that. But this China deal, this is disastrous if we do not do something about it. And believe me, President Trump is doing something about it. How do we do that? Trade deals. And I'm sorry to say people like him or hate him. Donald Trump can do some dealing. Believe me, I didn't like Donald Trump much at all because I thought he was arrogant and, you know, his past business practices of bankruptcy and eminent domain, it kind of concerned me. But you know what? These skills that he has, he's making use of them in his presidency. And we need this man to continue doing this shake-up. Our republic is really shaky right now. It's going to take some strong initiative. Some strong, steady resolve to overcome and combat these obstacles in our way. And I'm telling you, China is one of these that is a sore spot. Intellectual property rights, down the drain. You know, these people don't care about our way of doing business. They are in it to win it. They're structuring their military. They're building their Air Force and Navy. And they are getting kind of bolstery about it. Yeah, the world is rocky right now. Military action, yeah, it could happen. You know, a little kinetic action is always happening around the world anyway. But there's a lot of talk about World War III. Well, I don't know. Is it on the way or isn't it? We'll just have to wait and see. But... I say, keep this effort moving forward, Mr. Trump, and make some good deals for the American public so we can be strong. We can stabilize our people. We have a lot of homeless people on the street. We need some initiatives that change this behavior, this mindset that we've been in. It's going to take a lot of action. So let's listen into Fox News right here about this China trade deal. And the first phase was signed in by our President Trump. I'm impressed. Let's listen in. U.S.-China trade near the finish line on phase one. A Chinese delegation led by Chief Negotiator Liu He will be arriving in Washington today to sign a phase one trade agreement Wednesday. Maria spoke with Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin yesterday on Sunday Morning Futures about that deal. 
You are planning a big uh, event this Wednesday, the, the signing ceremony for the phase one uh, deal between the U.S. and China. Is this the same deal that you told us about at the end of last year? Uh, it, it is. And let me just say, Ambassador Lighthizer has led a very, very large team across all the different agencies. Almost every single one of our agencies have been involved in this. And this is really a historic transaction. Now, it's, it's not everything. And as we've said, there will be a phase two. But uh, this is the first time we've had a comprehensive agreement with China on technology issues, agricultural issues, financial services, purchases, and has a real enforcement mechanism. So th this, this is a big win for the president. Joining me now, editorial page writer for The Wall Street Journal, Jillian Melter. Jillian, what do you make of this and this enforcement mechanism? I think that's the focus of uh, many here in the U.S. Absolutely, because we've seen China make international commitments before and then promptly violate them. So having some function where there are slapback tariffs, where there is accountability there to what it's promising is really, really important. But I think overall, this, this is really good news for the U.S. economy. We're getting some trade relief. It's happening to farmers. It's happening to some manufacturers manufacturers who've really needed it. Um, and then in addition to that, some of the technology, some of the IT patent protections, th those are real things. Phase two is certainly going to have some challenges, tough stuff ahead, but this is progress. Uh, the Wall Street Journal and Steve Mnuchin, of course, speaking with Maria yesterday, and we'll hear from him at the bottom of the hour, that Washington and Beijing are actually beginning a new dialogue. And the journal reports this on the news site today, pursue reforms and address disputes. This would be separate from even second phase trade negotiations. So there is, a, again, a reopening of communication that should continue with China. Yeah, and that's just such a positive thing. Um, you know, we want that dialogue. We also want to not take China necessarily at its word because of its history acting as um, somebody that doesn't necessarily live up to those international obligations. So I think the combination of good promises and good enforcement, if any of those promises are broken, is key here. Jillian, what do you expect happens if they, in fact, violate one of the provisions in the agreement? I know we have mm -hmm. snapback tariffs, but what do you think will happen to the relationship? Will it sort of go back to this tit-for-tat nonsense, or do you think the mechanisms, they'll stay within the guardrails of the mechanisms in the agreement? Well, I mean, that's certainly the hope. Um, and I also think that, you know, being strong against China on some of these things, really taking the effort to hold it accountable is important here. Because, again, uh, this is a country that's violated so many of its international agreements that has acted in bad faith so many times. It's encouraging to me to see that there is a dispute resolution process set up, that our trade negotiators have thought about what happens if there's a promise violated. But I think we really need to see that followed up with action, um, especially on the first uh, instance that it potentially happens. Jillian, Taiwan's election dealing Beijing a major blow, the pro-democracy candidate when strengthening the island's commitment, defending itself against Chinese encroachment, mm -hmm. uh, Tsai Ing-wen um, being reelected as president of Taiwan. The Journal writes about this today uh, alongside the uh, protests in Iran as two portents of freedom. Yeah, and that's exactly what it is. You know, I've been frustrated covering the Hong Kong story, hearing Beijing putting up this rhetoric that, you know, you need to respect Chinese culture, that maybe uh, democracy is incompatible with Chinese culture. And I think what we just saw in Taiwan, in addition to the protests in Hong Kong, 
are the clearest message that this is not a cultural issue. Uh, even in Iran, you see people rallying behind the cause of freedom, of democracy, pushing back against these authoritarian governments. And these are universal values. And I think it should empower American leaders to be much more outspoken in, in, in favor of people who are fighting these things on the front lines. Jillian, it was great to see you. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I will retweet that editorial in the journal today. I, my favorite line is at the end. It says that for all their seeming power, authoritarians have the vulnerability that they govern by oppression. Their advance is not inevitable if free nations support the people who resist. Exactly to your point. Jillian Melcher, please Thank come you. back soon. Will do. Resistance at all cost, people. I'll tell you, stand up proud. Speak up loud and make sure you make your American blood heard. It's all right to be proud. Arrogant? Well, leave it alone. But be proud that you're American. We are the greatest nation on the earth. We promote freedom, democracy. We're a republic. Rule of law. Law matters to us. Remember, people, our Constitution is the supreme law of this land. And whatever is written inside that Constitution is bound. It can't be changed with a lot, without a lot of work. And our founders made sure our Constitution could not be amended so easily. We find ourselves in the age of mandates and dictates. That's not what America is. America is about individual liberties, individual freedoms, and spreading that freedom wherever we roam. That's what it's about. We don't have to be a big war machine. But we will if we have to. America has always been that magnificent country. And here we are. I've watched this degrade of American value and culture for quite some time now. No, that's not what it's about. My father fought in World War II to stop the oppression. We're here again, people. Every generation is called to a duty. Are you going to answer it? I want to talk a little bit about this funny Facebook stuff. You know... Facebook, I I need to be on it, kind of. I don't want to be on Facebook because Facebook is a very negative place. I kind of like Twitter. Twitter is more of a professional, adult-oriented place. So you find me on Twitter a lot. At FreeCircle3 is my Twitter handle. So we have this... Big mess in America. We have to stand up. We have people doing the food stamp rap and being proud of it. What's wrong? 
there is old hatreds forming and rising around the world. Have we been paying attention to Pakistan and India? You know, this Kashmir region over there. These old hatreds. Anybody remember Gandhi? I don't know. We we really have to remember history. If we take time to just understand a little bit of history, it may buffer the future for us, make it a little softer. Because those that forget history, they're bound to repeat it. And I'm looking at what's going on in the world, and boy, we're repeating history, people. With that being said, I want to go ahead and plug my other podcast. You can find all of our information, all of our cast over at deadamerica.website. We do a Free Circle Freedoms podcast where we talk about civics. We talk about just the American structure, politics. Then we have Dead America. We talk about history there. We try to get people on that for interviews once in a while. But right here on CastBox, Keeping It Real, this is a new venture for me. Live casting is way different than podcasting. And I'm enjoying it. It's a challenge. You stumble. You never know what goes on during a live feed. So it's it's kind of different. I enjoy it. I have found that if you get on a microphone, even if you're not good at talking, just start talking. You get better. A little here, a little there. If you're interested in podcasting, reach out to us. Podcast at deadamerica.website. We'd love to help you out. But I think storytelling and remembering history and just communicating, that's the key. If we lose the ability to communicate, then angers and hostilities are going to overtake everything. We have to bend a little bit. Don't let that bend break us. And this is what Trump is doing. He's stopping that breaking point. I didn't vote for President Trump his first time. I thought, oh my God, it would be a disaster. How wrong I was. I was really shocked. We have somebody doing what they said they were going to do. I haven't seen that for so long. Responsibility. It it just, I'm delighted. It makes me kind of giddish a little bit. Like a little school kid. I I don't know. Uh, 
I'm impressed with Donald Trump. However, if President Trump does something wrong, we the people need to present it also. And I'm not talking this impeachment scandal. That's what I call baby food, people. That's a waste of taxpayer time and money and a waste of legislative session. We have a lot on our plate that we should be talking about. And here we have this bathwater drinking lady, half drunk on herself, trying to waste precious, valuable time. Enough's enough. I want to plug uh, Tuesday afternoon. I am supposed to appear on The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. If you don't know who Andy Hoosier is, you'd better get over to HoosierReason.com and check out Andy. This man is brilliant. He knows politics and he... He's not afraid to speak his mind. That's what I love about Andy Hoosier. Get over, check out Andy Hoosier at HoosierReason.com or you can go to DeadAmerica.website. Right there on my front page, I have his logo up. Just click on that logo. It'll take you over to Andy's site. Subscribe, like, and share all of his material. This is an individual, excuse me, this is an individual that just sold his house. He put everything on the line because he believes in himself. Amen. That's American. Believing in something, believing in yourself, believing in this great nation, to provide for you. Don't suck off of the system. If you're doing that, you're a parasitic leech and you're part of the problem. Try to do something for yourself, no matter your situation. If you're disabled, you'd better be trying every day anything in your power to improve yourself, and try to get on your own legs. That's the American way. That's the American dream. If you're blocking people, trying to better themselves, shame on you. Don't take advantage, give advantage. 7 p.m. Pacific Eastern, excuse me, Eastern Standard Time, uh, tomorrow, Check us out. Hopefully we'll be with Andy uh, talking about some of this uh, political dismay right here in America. We're better than what we are putting out there in the world. For the last, God, 20 years, we've been changing. I think this 1980s... uh, Madonna era, material girl, was that really one of those things we needed in America? I don't know. We are 
almost done today. We want to thank everybody that's been listening, and we want to thank you for listening on the replay. And we want to invite you over here at CastBox, castbox.fm, every weekday morning about 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Get involved, reach out. At the end of each cast, I shut off my microphone and I turn on the microphone for our audience to step up and speak their mind. You don't have to agree with me. I don't have to agree with you, but we should listen to each other. And that's how we fix things. Before I close out the show, there's one more thing that caught my eye this morning over at the Vatican. Uh, Pope Francis and Benedict, are they in a split? I don't know. There's this book that Benedict contributed to about celibacy in the church. Let's listen to this real quick. In a few days, Benedict XVI and Cardinal Robert Serra will publish a short book in defense of the celibacy. It will be available in French and English. The text was made public as Pope Francis is simultaneously reflecting on the proposal to allow the ordination of married permanent deacons to the priesthood in specific cases only in the Amazon. The proposal was supported by 72% of participants in the last synod. The book is titled From the Depths of Our Hearts. Benedict XVI and Cardinal Serra wrote the prologue and conclusion together. In addition, they each contributed an article on the issue. Benedict says, given that the conjugal state affects all of man, and that the service of the Lord requires also a complete giving of man, it does not seem possible to realize both vocations simultaneously. Some are surprised Benedict has published a book on this issue. According to the Pope Emeritus' secretary, he is in no condition to give speeches on complex topics, despite being coherent. The publishers say the authors present themselves as two bishops in filial obedience to Pope Francis. They say they are in search of the truth in a spirit of love for the unity of the Church and not for an ideology that divides. They do not criticize Pope Francis as he has not yet spoken on the issue. However, the Pope would be in a difficult position if he were to exempt some clergy in the Amazon from the rule of celibacy. Until now, this is all Pope Francis has said. Me viene a la mente una frase eh, de San Pablo VI. Preferisco dare la vita prima di cambiare la legge del celibato. Rimarrebbe qualche possibilità nei posti lontanissimi, penso all'isola del Pacifico. Well, we can't understand what he's saying, most of us anyway. So basically, there is a split going on in the church about celibacy and their priest. I find that very interesting. We're going to have to keep an eye on that. When uh, Benedict stepped down... Um, it's said to be that he was no longer the Pope, and now he's stepping out against the other Pope. I find that interesting. 
I don't know. What about you? Anyway, that's going to wrap up our information for today. We do have a lot on our plate going on, and we are working diligently trying to get it all completed. We will definitely be here tomorrow morning, 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. And never know what you're going to hear right here on Keeping It Real. With that being said, I have not much left, so I am going to ask if anybody would like to step up to the microphone for a five-minute spout of free speech, you can call into CastBox.fm show right now and push that little uh, telephone button and get on the microphone. With that being said, nobody's stepping up to the plate. I want to thank you all for listening. Thank you for listening on the replay. Join us tomorrow morning right here, castbox.fm, keeping it real. Ed Waters, I'm your host. You never know what we're going to talk about. Also, get over, check us out at deadamerica.website. Never know what you're going to find over there either. Keep America proud. Keep America strong. And keep working hard for America. I'm Ed Waters. Thank you for joining me. I'm out.